Hello. Today I'm going to talk about fuzzy memories, three of them in particular. I'll try to be brief, which is half of a lie, mostly a neglect. But before I do, I want to preface this with a mea culpa or a warning. I'm not really sure which. As these are recorded at late at night. It's a little after one o'clock in the morning right now. So parts of my brain have already shut down. My memory has decided that certain addresses are not uh, not acceptable. Not uh, uh, um, See, I can't even find the words. So I will make mistakes, as I did for the one that uh, I talked about isotopics in endurance sports, because, of course, I forgot antimatter, <laughs> and I forgot antiprotons, and I forgot a lot of things. I swear I once did know the standard model. <sighs> So many things. Of all the things I've forgotten, I can't remember which ones I miss the most. In any case, what I'm going to try to do tonight is remember three things. These aren't too hard to remember, although the specific circumstances are, are less so, and some research was necessary for me to really remember them. So the first of my fuzzy memories is going to be knit socks. They're very fuzzy, particularly made from wool. And they are one of the best socks I have ever owned, this kind of sock. I was blessed for a long, long time, and I had not really appreciated it until I had finally left home to go to university, because my mother was an excellent knitter, a prolific knitter, and she made knit socks for me and for herself and for anyone else who would stay still long enough. They were extraordinarily comfortable, very warm. I wore them like slippers, practically. And I didn't really realize just how good they were until I no longer had a ready source of them. And even then, I wouldn't bother her about getting socks when she was living in Florida or California or Colorado or Arizona she lived in all kinds of places, and although I would occasionally see her around holiday times, I never bothered her for a pair of socks. Kind of wish I had. Kind of wish they lasted forever. A few years ago, I went to a local farmer's market, and just like my mother could have done, there was a woman there who probably had learned to make knitted socks when, about the same time my mother did. And she was selling them. And I at first balked at the price. And then I realized, no, I'm paying for a lot more than just a simple sock. I'm paying for memories. And those are very, very comfortable socks. I have to buy some more. The next fuzzy memory I want to relate is also from my mother. And also something that she knit. But something that was kind of unusual. It was very heartfelt. But I also... I really don't like the kid that I was. Not that I was a bad kid, but I was definitely oblivious. Which also makes me realize that I'm probably an oblivious adult. I don't know. I'm oblivious to that. But my mother had taken up many hobbies, knitting among them. But she was crafty in multiple ways. She knew how to do carpentry. She knew how to do knitting. She did quilts. She did... Uh, she made her own clothes on occasion, 
uh, partially out of necessity. She could cook. She could do a lot of things. And one Christmas, I was surprised by a gift that I should have seen coming because my mother had been working on it probably out in the open for a long time. But then again, she was always working on one thing or another. And I vaguely remember, which is kind of redundant, I vaguely remember everything, but I vaguely remember her asking me at one point whether I wanted, whether I liked one thing or another. If I had to choose one of these things, what would I say I, I liked the most? Now, I was a young uh, and foolish child. Today, I'm no longer young. But I probably said something along the lines of, motorcycles are cool. In fact, I owned a motorcycle, not at that particular time, but later on. I bought the motorcycle of a teacher who I had gone to school with. Eventually, it just sort of sat and was neglected, which is also one of my eternal shames. I wish I had kept it up and kept going. It was a Honda 250. Nothing terribly fancy, street bike. Uh, I never did get my license for it, <laughs> but in the countryside where I grew up, uh, it was um, perfectly fine to ride without, your, without a license. I used to ride that motorbike uh, back and forth uh, when I went potato picking. It was wonderful because I would take this motorbike out on these hilly, winding country highways. They were, they were not, they were paved, paved roads. They weren't uh, all dirt roads. Uh, and it would be a great thing to end a, you know, 13, 14 hour shift of backbreaking labor picking potatoes by trying to get the damn thing to start, rolling it down the field and starting it off the clutch. And then with letting the air blow through you, getting the stink blown off you, as they used to say, uh, as you travel through. But at the time I told her I liked motorcycles, I certainly didn't have one. Nor did I ever expect I ever would. But she quietly took that information in, as she did for numerous Christmas presents for the entirety of my growing up. I'm not great at buying Christmas presents. I'm never great at understanding what people are actually looking for. And I always feel weird about asking them directly. It feels too overt. It feels like one should have a surprise on Christmas to, to open up the box or open up the, the present and say, ah, this is exactly what I needed. How did you know? I was never good at that. My mother was extraordinarily good at that. For under the tree one year, there was a delightful sweater. Not a sweater as in pull over your head, but a sweater as in one which fit like a vest, had buttons up the front, and was, well, enormous. There's something about the wool that she was using that it just sort of stretched out. Maybe the scale was off. I don't know. She made another one for herself, um, which was of a different color. I believe a sort of lavender color. It didn't have a pattern on it at all. It was just a singular color. But it did have pockets. But mine had a pattern on the back. And sometime in there, my slow brain reconnected. And I realized the question she had asked me a few months ago was because she had to order a pattern to understand how to knit the thing. And somewhere, that sweater still lives. I'm not exactly sure where it went because it kind of got packed up into the house and stayed there. 
after I moved out for university and a little bit later on, although I think I might have had it with me in my apartment at some point. It was extraordinarily warm. Too warm for most things, actually, but not great to wear outside because it was knit with, it felt like large wool. Holes, of course, inevitably sprung up in it. So if there was any wind or any coldness outside, it would blow right through the thing. But I loved it nonetheless. And, of course, it will always stand as a warm and fuzzy memory for me. And finally, the third warm and fuzzy memory thing was kind of a surprise. A surprise because, again, although I've probably been asked directly, I didn't realize this was something I was going to receive. A gift that I had never expected. Not coming at Christmas time, but at Balticon. And not only that, the gift had more than one piece to it. It was yellow and orange. It had a large tassel on the top. It was a Jane hat, as they were being referred to at the time. Of course, a reference to the character in Firefly, who received a delightful hat, a fine and cunning hat, from his mother. And I wanted one. But, and I don't remember when exactly I received it, it may have been after the passing of my mother. I, I don't remember exactly. I I think it wasn't. In fact, I'm fairly certain it wasn't. And the only reason I can tell you that is I had part of this in my office, which is what I still have today. For not only did I receive this Jane hat, which was sent to the hotel at Balticon, it was sent to coincide with my arrival there. But within that package, there were two other things. And I may be received, remembering the details incorrectly. I warned you at the very beginning that my memory was not going to be very useful. But it is warm and fuzzy. My memory, that is. But the two other things were a smaller version of the Jane hat and a sort of headband version of the Jane hat. And those were created to fit on a model, uh, not a model so much, but a, a small statue that I have. It is also orange and somewhat red and a bit tan. It is uh, a character I have named Abwa, which stands for Alien Buddha with a hat. Uh, because I had found a Christmas ornament, a, a Santa hat Christmas ornament that was the perfect size for his little head. And so he had a hat. And so I received this incredible gift, three hats, two sized for Abwa, which I still will put on Abwa from time to time. I still have that in my new office now. I remembered it being in my old office, which is how I can slightly verify the date. And the larger uh, Jane hat I still have as well. But <laughs> there seems to be a problem. It was approximately sized for my head, which is enormous to begin with. But then, over time, I discovered that it stretched slightly. I'm not sure whether it was my ego, or time, or gravity, but somehow it has grown to be almost too large for my head, which is somewhat of a shame, because I would like to wear it. There is, in fact, pictures of me at Balticon. I was on a panel. I don't remember what the panel was at all. I probably didn't deserve to be on that panel. I rarely do. But nonetheless, I was there. And I was determined to proudly wear this Jane hat. So you might find those pictures out there. Now, I have not for years remember 
remembered exactly who gave me this. It was a shame that I couldn't remember, but I also try to be very explicit about the fact that memory of names is the worst kind of memory for me. But I since looked it up. I looked it up today just to try to remember, and I believe I remember who it was. I believe it was Helen Madden, who might also be known as the cynical woman, who also produced a tremendous number of really kind of neat knitted things. I remember even having a table at Balticon to sell them. Now, here's the other weird problem with my memory is the associations between people I meet online and meet in person and even talk to for extended periods of time are not always very well made. And I am certain that I had conversations with Helen Madden and have probably had conversations since then in which I did not remember that I had been a recipient of such a gift. And so that's why I'd like to take this moment to thank her for that gift. Hopefully it was her. I believe it was. Memory, names, not great. But also to apologize if it seemed as though I did not acknowledge her in person as I should have. But nonetheless, there may have been others involved. I suspect at least one of my friends may have been involved in coordinating this effort, but uh, I do not know. But those are all three warm and fuzzy memories and warm and fuzzy things. So... I hope it provides you with some warm and fuzzies as well. And I hope you continue to listen to the Dog Days of Podcasting at dogdaysofpodcasting.com or participate if you have been so far. We are wrapping this up within a rapid number of short days, unbelievably. And it's been fun. On to another one tomorrow, probably very late at night. I'll talk to you then.